T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So would you agree with me? My first reaction is that's very cheesy on the part of Big Mac. Or do you say, no, that's good. I'm sitting in a Jerry Ferrara in for Craig Carton. Sure, play the Entourage theme song. I think it's fine once. And also, yeah. you know, maybe not every. I don't think everyone listening knows Entourage. So, I, I, And it's also, it's not a bad song. All right, fine. I think everyone it's fine. loved the theme song. I just have a problem with someone who literally played the Who's the Most Famous Guy on Your Phone bit telling me it's corny to play the song. Oh, That's what I have He's got a with. point. Two completely different things. Yeah. I, I one's gave, more corny than the other. I answered rejoin. the question of who's most famous in my phone, and I'm a freaking nobody. <laughs> and I said Francesca. Right. Okay. All right? All right. Uh, he kind of has a point. I think if we're talking about that, you know, it's, it's ironic the theme of the episode today is cheese. Yeah. You got, you got burning true. cheese heads, yes. cheese being cheesy. That's the theme of the episode is cheese. I'm going to get yeah. a pizza tonight. Oh, wow. So how many names have you narrowed this down to on the most famous person in your phone? Okay, I got down to S, and I got some good ones. I have the winner. I have some honorable mentions, if I may. Yeah. These are just, like, fun. these are my personal okay. favorites. Okay, and we'll judge it, too, because well, we may disagree with your take. Andrew Dice Clay, personal Dice favorite. Clay. Just oh, a personal yeah. favorite. Bob Saget, personal favorite. Wow, the rest late in, Bob Saget. Rest in peace. One um, of the funniest guys ever. Yeah, and some mm. of his stuff on Entourage is some of my favorite stuff yeah, of all very time. Memorable, yeah, yep. uh, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's in the phone. See, I didn't tell Jerry the part where we start texting some of these people. <laughs> um, okay, now we're getting down to the last two, then I'll give you the winner. Um, right. Scott Kelly, astronaut Scott Kelly, who spent a year in space. Good. He yeah. actually texted me from the space station in space. Wow. And said he watched the Entourage movie while he was in space. Are you sure about that? I'm positive. Because there's someone who works here who would tell you we've never been to space. Well, then, so, sure, fine. Well, either way, <laughs> he carried on the he carried on the plan. I think he was lying to you. He's, about a, that. he's in on it with NASA. They're in on it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, this one I can't claim, but this would have been the winner. Mm -hmm. Dwayne Johnson's in my phone. You got the rock now. Why we, can't you claim it? Because we have the same agent. I think we've texted one time. It's like eight years ago, and that is definitely not his number you still. You texted The Rock? That is dead. But listen, it is definitely not his phone number. If you try that phone number, you text it, you're getting a green bubble. But what, why and would... he has an iPhone. You're getting, a green, <laughs> you're getting a green bubble. Why would you assume that, though? Like, I haven't, again, I'm not The Rock. You're not The Rock. Have we changed that phone number? Like, I have the same phone number I've had for 20 plus years. Here's why. Because, like I said, haven't texted it in eight years. And I would just, if you're betting, if you want to talk about betting numbers, the odds of him having the same phone number in the last eight years are almost zero. Really? He's the, he's, 
got 250 million yeah, Instagram. Well, does that mean you change your phone yes, every five years? Yes, because someone probably found that phone number or some okay. idiot like me gives it to one of his friends one night, and then there's 90 people texting him like you're trying to do to me today. So, yes, Dwayne The Rock Johnson definitely has a different phone number from eight years ago. If you're not, and I don't think he's listening, but if someone who knows him well is listening, I, if you want, I will maybe at the end of the show fire off a... Like, hey, text. I would bet. I would bet you any amount of money. It turns to green right are, away. Are you allowed to explain what you texted the Rock about? Just out of curiosity. Oh, I think at the time was um, it about the main event against Cena? Were you disappointed and said Rock, you should have done better? I wish it was that cool. It was not that cool. <laughs> oh, I think it was cool. uh, food related. I think there was a. It was a restaurant. I I was previously a part owner of, and I think he went. Like I said, we have the same agent, so right. it's not. A crazy thing. So, but I can't claim. Dwayne okay, Johnson. fair enough. Honorable mention. Okay, my my number two of and my former boss, yes. Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Okay. It's a big one. That's a big, a big one. one. But the winner. I do have some, one issue with Mark Wahlberg. What is it? Do you know the issue, fellas? You've heard me enough. You know my. This issue is my with Mark guy. Wahlberg. So this oh, is I my guy. Okay, I'm going to defend my guy he here. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm going to try to be very calm when I say this. Okay. I get very very emotional. So my favorite movie of all time and it's not even close, is the original Planet of the Apes. Sure. Your guy bastardized <laughs> the greatest movie ever created. And if you want to text him that, you're more than welcome. I will not. <laughs> I will not text him that, number okay. one. Let me defend my guy for a second. It takes a lot. A lot of people make a movie. It's not one person. <laughs> okay. I can promise you that. A lot of people make a movie. And uh, I think if you asked him, I don't think he would. I'm not going to say he would agree wholeheartedly, but I don't. Oh. I don't know if he thinks that that movie turned out exactly how he hoped. Wow. I'm just. I'm not okay. speaking for him. I'm guessing. You know, if he ever said to me, and why would he? But if he ever said, you know, I got to tell you something, that movie sucked. I think that would change my life. That would be like a life changing. Thank you, Mark. I, I'd hug him. I'd say thank you for admitting that, and I'd feel so good. He's he's a great dude, and yet all I'll say, he more than one people make a movie. Okay. There's directors, there's other actors, there's producers, there's studios. So, You're right. I, I mean, it's like if you did a movie I hated, I can't just hate you for No, it. it's definitely not only my right, fault. Fair enough. Right, who's the winner? Okay, the winner, and it's it's an easy one when you think about it, it's Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah. By far the most famous person in my life. Yeah. Phone. Kevin Hart. Uh, it's not close. That's I could have st stopped at K. Yeah. It's Kevin Hart. You're, not, you're probably not beating that by going down the list. Nah, I definitely don't. If I do, again, it's someone who is no longer has that number. You're right. <laughs> I guess Tom Brady could beat him. You think Tom Brady over Kevin Hart? Probably. A Brady. president would beat that. Yes. Um, no, nah, but Kevin Hart's big, man. Yeah. I think he's one of the funniest guys out there. Someone concert at Barclays Center once. And you know what I realized? Going to a like big arena to see a comedy show is a horrible idea. Because I couldn't hear anything. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And he puts on a great show, and he's gotten really good like with the show experience. But the arena stuff is hard. But I do give respect. It's you know you're watching a guy or a woman with a mic, and that's it. There's no band. Right. Right. There's no game going on. It's a person with a mic. And right. So that that's always like one of the scariest things that you could possibly do. There is still no update on Aaron Rodgers, but we do know that this summer he's going to speak at the psychedelic science conference. So congratulations to Aaron, and we all look forward to listening to everything he has to say when he speaks later this summer at the Psychedelic Science Conference, which i got to tell you, I didn't even know it existed. But good for him. You uh, should go. You should go. If he's my quarterback, I'll go. Would you go? If he, if he, okay, <laughs> if the news breaks before the show's over, could we go online and buy you tickets? Yes, I'm in. All right. I'm in. That's I'll go support my new quarterback. I love it. Ron is up in Syracuse. Hey, Ron. Hey, how's it going? Good. 
A uh, Odell Beckham Jr.? Yes. Not just no, but hell no. And that's as a Giant fan? You wouldn't want anything to do with them? That is correct. They've got a good culture started there now. The locker room and everything else. They don't need this. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you agree with this the way I look at this, Jerry. I almost trust Dable so much with what he's built that if they made a decision to go after anybody, now maybe Antonio Brown would be like the exception, but I would almost trust that that person's going to buy in or they're going to be gone. I com- I completely agree. And look, I, I wouldn't say as a Giants fan, Odell Beckham is the top free agent receiver on my list. Again, we talked about nuance earlier. If we get down to the wire and Thielen goes somewhere else and maybe someone else trades for Hopkins and, and, and if we're really getting down to the wire and there's no – like then, yes, you have to start taking it seriously. But to your point about Dable, the way he handled the Kenny Galladay situation is what earned my trust. Oh, definitely. Because at most other coaches and, and organizations paying a guy that much money – you got to play him. And I even at some point talked myself into when he got, when, you know, he played against the Eagles and caught that touchdown. I'm like, maybe there's a sneaky Kenny Galladay playoff right. goal line fade that they'll throw him to the pylon. Obviously, it did. And it's because of just, you know, what, what happened. So I do trust Dable in the sense where if Odell did end up back on the team, it would either A, work out well. And if it didn't, I trust that he would be a good reader of the situation and handle it. 100%. And, and the, the handling of Galladay was brilliant because. It was. They basically shut him down where he's never a part of this team. And then in that final game of the season, he's out there busting his ass. He's out there playing hard. And I thought the exact same thing after that game. Well, maybe he'll be on the play a little bit in the first round of the playoffs. The block, is, we'll the block is what did it for the block us. Was the block, I, I was so yeah. fired up with the block. I yeah. thought it was happening after the block. And now the Kenny Galladay era is obviously over. Yes. <laughs> and it was handled as best as you. That was a terrible situation. And when we talk about nuance in the Daniel Jones contract, you have to factor that in. Yeah, the, the other thing I would factor in and. And this is with Adam Thielen mostly. Because to me, Adam Thielen's the best receiver on the market. The Vikings release him. He's the best receiver out there. And it was already a market that didn't have a lot of great talent at receiver in fairness. The Giants have a lot of holes. It's not as simple as go get a couple of receivers and we're good. Like, I think they need to add a corner. I think they need to add linebackers. Like, I think they need to address certain parts of their offensive line. We know left tackle's pretty much set. So... I think you want, if you're Joe Shane, to be able to kind of do multiple things and not lock yourself in on one big, big move. Kind of like what Dave Gettleman did a few years ago with Kenny Galladay. I mean, who's the last Giants middle linebacker you talked about? Antonio Pierce? Yeah. No disrespect. We've had some decent linebackers. I just would love nothing more for the Giants to get a stud linebacker. When you see a linebacker, and even if they play on the edge a little bit and they move them around, I don't care. I just would love, like a stud, like a blue chip all-pro linebacker. I just would yes. love to see it. Dude, it's been forever. Forever. I mean, when you think about the 80s, and I was too young for it, but I certainly know about it. When you think of the Giants' identity, it was linebackers. And it really hasn't been the case in 30, 40 years. No, it's been, it's been you know, four-man rush, yep. and this way you could play more nickel, if anything. And you it could, worked, by the way. Like, right. It did work <laughs> twice. I'm not saying it didn't work, but... Right. That's right. <laughs> that team wasn't known for that linebacker. But yes, there are, there are holes to fill. It's not... It's, I, 
it's not a complete situation where hey, you add one number one receiver and you're good. We saw the difference with that Eagles game and how far behind the team roster wise is. Yep. So, but a linebacker, yeah, a corner, those would be two great places to start. No but doubt. But we got to get a receiver. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I really thought last year that was the worst receiving room in the NFL. And Isaiah Hodgins turned out to be a lot better than any of us would have thought. But even still, look at look the talent Daniel Jones is throwing the football to, and that's why. There's pressure on Daniel. There was always pressure on Daniel Jones. He needs to prove he's a franchise quarterback, right? But, yeah, I think the expectation is going to be with more weapons, the numbers will look very different. Yeah, look, I'm not going to say that we could judge fully like his rookie year, and I'm not saying Shermer was a great Giants coach, but he wasn't in a terrible position. We had 24 touchdowns. He had a good first year, yeah. And there was, there was you know, Shepard was there. There was a little more. Evan Ingram, there was a little more there, and you saw. And then I th- I really, truly dig when it comes to Daniel Jones. You cannot hold – you have to hold Judge and, and Jason Garrett. Account. Oh, they were busy. I think that, like, that was three years back that he took. So we'll see. It'll be fun. Yeah, the one thing that sucks for you is that Daniel Jones isn't Aaron Rodgers. So, sorry about that. You mean Green Bay Packer Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Future Jet Aaron Rodgers. Let's go to James and Islip. Good afternoon, James. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Good. If I'm a Jet fan, because Aaron Rodgers is a dust pick, and we already know that at this point, because he wants to keep playing, he's going to come to the Jets. I want Tom Brady to go to Miami, because not only does that shake up our division and make every team have to play a little bit tougher team, that means the Giants have to play the entire AFC East, NFC East, and there's a good chance they're not a 500 team next year. <laughs> Settle down. Shots Settle fired down. there, pal. I that's two, loss, two losses against the Eagles, two losses against the Cowboys, a loss to the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins, and a split with Washington, and they're already sub-500. Wow. I, mean, some, I, I, I got to tell you, it's brilliant logic. How do you argue with that, Jerry? You, I, I don't apparently. know if you could argue with that logic. I, I mean, I, I see what he's trying to do. I hear what he's trying to do. And especially after we just spent time talking about how we would not be scared of Brady on the Dolphins. Sure, <laughs> let's pencil that in as a loss. And, yeah, the Jets, that's a loss. And, yeah, I know the Giants haven't beat the Cowboys in, like, eight years. We could just pencil that in for 0-2. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, think, I think you're living in a different world a little bit. With Who that the heck comment. is thinking that way, by the way? Oh, boy, the AFC East is better. You know, the Giants have to play. Now, these are the conversations I would have with my Jeff fan friends in the schoolyard. So that guy's the reason why you hate the Jets. And let me just right. say, let me just look. I'm trying here to be the good guy. I'm pulling for you. You, you, you all are doing the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is coming. Yeah, you know what? He probably is. But pump the brakes a little bit. Just pump, don't set yourself up for the Donovan Mitchell disappointment because if it doesn't happen. You're gonna cry. Oh, we're already there. Stop doing the like. Oh, he's coming. He's coming. I know he is. Why don't you go the other way and say, yeah, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> I just think you're getting a little too confident. He's coming. Hey, one thing I'm worried. I, one thing I've learned is you could talk yourself out of it. It's still gonna suck if he doesn't come. Like it doesn't. It doesn't make it that much better when it doesn't happen. I've tried to play these mind games for years. In fact, one thing I do all the time. I get a lot of crap from the guys about this. Is I bet against my own team, <laughs> with the logic being. Hey, I'll get a, I'll get some money for my loss, and I do it all the time, and it doesn't work. But I still do. He's it. an emotional hedger, and I'm a, I'm an emotional hedger. Thank yeah. you, That's Big great, Mac. Because I'm an emotional better. <laughs> what does that mean? You go the other way. I bet on my team. Really? Yeah, I, I just think that either, both of us doing these things are not setting up for a long life. Like I think this will kill us <laughs> over time quickly. Uh, I just like I can't believe that Jet fans now are attempting fate. Calling into this station saying, he's coming. He's coming. It's a done deal. You may be right. 
be low-key for a second. Why are you tempting the football gods right now? Well, you also could go the other route, which is you'll get them and you'll suck anyway, like uh, John in Staten Island, right, John? Yeah, what's up, buddy? What's I up, man? Tell you, big fan of both of you. How's everything going? Shout out to Staten Island, going well. Shout out, Jerry. And by the way, I don't know if Evan knew this. You worked with De Niro, Michael Douglas, Morgan Freeman, and Kevin Klein. However, having said that, here's the deal: I've heard Aaron Rodgers' name ten thousand times in the last two weeks. Yeah, facts. Let's say the Jets get him. And I am a Giants fan, so I'm going to, like, say that. <laughs> Let's say they get them. They're still the Jets. Just like I'm a Mets fan, Evan, you should know this. We're still the Mets. It's not going to mean anything. I like, I like I this guy. That? I like this guy. John, John, like John. John, going into a season, like, don't you hold out hope every year as a Mets fan, we'll meet in the I middle, do. that it's different, that this is different. Evan, of course I do. Every single day, I want to see the Mets did well and the Yankees got hurt. Injuries is a little extreme, buddy. I mean, my However, God. Listen, yeah. but you're a Giants fan, Jerry. Yes. Jerry, so yes. it's the same thing. Like Daniel Jones signed his contract. That was like the smallest story. Everyone's about like the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. I got to tell you, big deal. Does that bother big you deal. though? Like, I'm, I'm curious. Is it? Does it bother yeah, you? It, 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 Evan, it annoys me because I love the fan and I listen to it. Yeah. And instead of talking about like hockey or basketball, don't put this I'm on. Not, no, no. A I'm bigger not. point is happening John, somewhere. John, Kevin no, Connolly smiling. Don't put this on us, okay? Because it's not just the fan; it's the water cooler at work. Like, I'm sorry, last night's hockey night, and I watched it, was freaking awesome. The Devils win. The Islanders with an incredible win in Pittsburgh. My neighbor Rob was there. Hope he had a great time. The Ranger win. Oh, Patrick Kane scored a goal. Let's have a party. That was a great night. I'll be the first to tell you, last night was a great hockey night in this town. Crappy basketball night. Great hockey night. But guess what? Everyone is preoccupied with Aaron Bleep and Rodgers. It ain't our radio station. It's not just me. It's not just Jerry. It's not just Boomer. It's the world. And when he finally comes out of his, you know, out of his castle and the white smoke poofs up like he's the pulp and we have an answer, guess what's going to happen next? Then we're going to talk about what receiver the Giants signed in free agency because football, my friend, is king. All right? But uh, he said something. He got me distracted. Does it bother you that the Giants aren't getting a lot of attention because the Jet quarterback situation is such a big deal? Not at all. Yeah, why and would it's that the Giants' you? way. Like no matter what, because I do think, like you said, Giants fans are a little more cozier with the last twenty-five years of the way things have gone. There's been some downtimes. I, I don't feel any anxiety, and I hate to say it, you feel anxious. I do. And that's kind of a Jets fan thing. And I get it. And look, I felt that way as a Giants fan for sure. But more usually than not in the offseason, I'm just pretty calm. And like even when things are bad, I, you know, I just feel a lot better because we have Joe Shane and Brian Dable. So I'm calm. I feel pretty good. You're chill over there. I'm pretty chill about the Giants. I do understand the inside. That guy who just called in, that's the guy. That's he. I, I share a lot with him because he's annoyed by you. He's annoyed by the Jets fans in his life. And I see that that's what used to happen to me in the schoolyard. And that's why I hate the Jets. But sometimes you live long enough to become the person that you hate, right? <laughs> true, true, true. So that guy claims he's a Met fan, right? You don't think during the offseason he was talking a lot, Carlos Correa. Meanwhile, we know how that happened. So 
sometimes you become everything that you hate. That's that's a hundred percent true, especially in New York. Yes, I get. So you, as a New York sports fan, you root for all the other teams, and that's fine. I respect that. You hate because I admit I don't like the Knicks. I'm always honest about that. The New York teams that you don't root for, that you dislike the most. Well, how's that list go? Number one is the Jets, or number one is the Mets? Uh, I would say now number one is the Jets. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid and probably up until like 25 years old, it's the Mets. But again, like, you know, you don't want to talk about dominance as a Yankee fan and being cozy. I know things have not gone well in the last few years, but I, it's really hard to be upset as a Yankee fan. But I'm 43. I grew up in the 80s. The Yankees were awful and the Mets were amazing. Right. So I took my victory lap in the 90s and I earned it. So I would say right now as an adult, uh, I would say Jets, Mets, Nets. And I don't really hate on the Islanders. I'm a Ranger fan. Right. I do like hockey. I can't. It's hard for me to keep up with all the sports with the kids the way I used to. No, I always say it's basketball or hockey in terms of diehard. Like, I like hockey, but basketball, basketball I'm watching I, it. I, I wouldn't say if the Islanders went on a run, and again, Connolly, Kevin Connolly's smiling somewhere, I wouldn't be like, oh, no, this is terrible. I would be fine. But, yeah, the Jets the Jets get most of my uh, hate. And I Here's love the real test. I've okay. got the real test of hatred. Are you ready for this? Super Bowl this year, the New York Jets against the Dallas Cowboys. Oof. Who do you root for? I root for the Jets. Wow. Okay, so you hate us, but nice. I, I I hate you, but I love some of your fans, and they mean they're they they mean something to That's me in my personal nice life. Very and nice I don't have any Cowboy fans that mean anything <laughs> in my personal life, so I would. Uh, Overlook that, and I'd probably root for the job. Yeah, because I could not handle the Cowboys winning. The New York Mets against the Boston Red Sox in the World Series. Mets. Okay. So your hatred's high, but you would still find a moment to say, eh. Because we're not rivals. We're rivals in the sense of it's New York, but we're in different conferences or leagues. Like, we're not fully rivals. We'd only meet in the Super Bowl or the World Series. I mean, you know, where it would matter. No, I get We're not going to meet in the playoffs in baseball. So, for me, it's just different. The Red Sox and the Cowboys are arch rivals. Right, right, right. And New York, the Mets and the Jets are more just local it, Yeah, rivals. it's different than what's happening now with the Nets stealing the five seat away from the Knicks. Like, that would be, that would bother you, obviously. Yeah. You, that would be painful. You're going into delusional territory. I love that you think last night was a strategic load management game. It for, was. For a bunch of 23-year-olds. Well, That's hilarious. What the hell did you think they were doing? They didn't losing, play. Losing on losing. Why would they want to lose? Okay. You could say this is a dumb take. They don't have a first-round pick in 2020. That is correct. Now, I'm not saying they're tanking. Look at you all over my team's future picks. Thank you. I, well, because, yeah, I follow the I follow some of the terrible trades that have gone on. <laughs> it's hard to ignore. You know, you see you know, you know, see a train accident sometimes. You got to look. Wow, okay. Um, Fair. You don't have a 2024 We do not. That pick. is correct. Now, that it, goes to Houston. It does not look. I wouldn't say you're going to, like, tank because you're too far ahead to really get far into the mix on the lottery. But, uh wouldn't be the worst thing if that pick got better and better and better with this young core that's going nowhere this year. Like, yeah, you could be a frisky playing team, and I think that's where you're going to end up. I don't think you're going to compete for the five seed. You see what you're doing right I'm now? I'm not saying the Knicks are getting the five seed. I'm more no, worried about the Heat. To... I'm more worried about the you, Heat. You, you're talking down to us right now. That's what you're doing. You're like, oh, you could be a little frisky playing team. You're talking down to us By right now. By the way, I would What's be What's the word I'm looking for? Condescending. Condescending, You're sure. very condescending. I just don't want, like, come on, call that game what it was last night. That was not a load management, let's hope for a better game than that. Like, 
That was a. Uh, all right, we don't. We don't. We don't want this one. So if you didn't see this last night, real quick, the Nets played. Uh, they sat four or five guys. They sat Spencer Dinwiddie, Nicholas Claxton, and they made up fake excuses of injuries, but it was really rest. With the assumption being they're playing a back to back. They're playing Minnesota tonight. We're not beating the Bucks anyway. Let's give guys rest. Giannis ends up not playing. The Nets end up playing Mikel Bridges and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. And then after the first quarter, sit them. And they play the G League team for the next three quarters and then compete and have a chance to win. And then they don't win. So I was infuriated last night because I'm thinking, hey, let's go try to win this freaking basketball game. I don't think it was about tanking for a better pick. I think it was a strategy of, hey, let's be rested going into tonight's game against Minnesota. And I'm not defending it. I think it's the arrogance of Sean Marks, but... I don't think it had anything to do with a draft pick because I think they're trying to get the 60. They're trying to hold off Miami and maybe even jump your team because, boy, it's taking on water now with that two-game losing streak. Now it's damage to the Knicks now right now. We're getting, now we're getting chippy. Let's do it. Uh, so you're, you're, you're saying we want the five seed, so let's dump this game to win a Minnesota game that we could pre- – you could have won both. Well, I they didn't You could have won both. I, I know. Giannis didn't play. They didn't think about that at the time. And I, then they basically punted the game anyway, thinking the only chance to beat Minnesota, who's a better team, is to be fully rested. I hate it, by so the way. So when, when Giannis was deemed out, you no longer thought there was a chance of beating Milwaukee. Now, Milwaukee's still really good without Giannis. You really so you want to compete for the five seed. You no longer thought we could win this game and the Wolves game on back to back with young players. I know they're not an old All team. Right? It's not the Lakers you're trotting out. Right. It's a young team. Uh, you so you thought that that showed uh, confirmation they want the fifth seed. Well, no, I yeah, because I think it showed that they value. Especially in today's NBA and baseball, where they value rest. They do. And it drives me nuts. Like, they've got data that shows them. And this is in baseball, too, by the way. We're going to get a lot of that during the season of guys can't play this amount of times in a row. And I think in the NBA, even though, yes, the Nets are now a young team, yeah. And Tom Thibodeau wouldn't agree. And Tom Thibodeau's not doing this. Your team wouldn't agree. But the Nets think this crap. And and I want to make something clear. I'm not even really arguing with you. I am, but I'm not. Like, I hated it. I'm arguing your theory for it. And the other thing I'm arguing is you're a little condescending. Oh, you're not getting the five seed, you bunch of losers. You've got no shot. My oh, yeah. theory was only based on I, I understand load management, of course. When you have Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James <laughs> yeah, or Giannis, who has a bum wrist, I get it. But if you want to be a five seed or a six seed and hang on to that and not be in the playing game and be taken seriously... Now you got to win the Wolves game because yes. if you don't, yes. now it's like, oh, great. We we threw away a game against the Bucks that we could have easily, not easily, could have won. They could have won that starters. game. They could have stolen that game. Almost won it with the bench. Yep. And, yeah, I enjoyed seeing the roster 1 through 12 all have 11 minutes played. That was like an <laughs> amazing, yeah, wow. You re- the analytics on that must have jumped off the pages. Uh, so, yeah, if, if you don't beat the Wolves, then, all right, yeah, you're, you got, everyone's smart. By the way, you're spot on, though. You better beat the freaking Wolves Better beat tonight. the Wolves. How's Jalen Brunson feeling? Because that sucks. I'm not saying that sarcastically. Like, when a guy misses time for injury and then he comes back, and in that game back, there's a re-injury, that is not good. And we saw late in that game last night, for those that stayed up or watched highlights, when Julius Randle has to carry that offense late and you don't have Jalen Brunson out there, it's a problem. I'm I'm terrified. I'm chilled to my very core because – we can't have nice things. <laughs> and when you look at the nine I know how that three, sounds, by the way. <laughs> right. And similarly how you said, oh, Jerry, you're real quiet as a Giants fan. All you Jets fans out there are talking, we're getting Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I hope you do. 
You and I look, I'm guilty for this with the Knicks. I've been out in front of this nine game winning streak. I've been on Twitter taking victory laps, celebrating, and you just gotta know how hard are we gonna celebrate because something can happen. And then it did. And I'm terrified because that's the worst thing that can yes. happen for the Knicks. And by the way, I, I swear when I say this, I don't want to see the Knicks fail because of injury. No, I no really don't. Injuries wanna, are awful. Yeah, I want to see you fail because you fail. Right. Like, I, I want Jalen Brunson 3 for 19 in a playoff game. You know what I mean? I don't want him getting hurt. But I will say this. You know, I, I've a lot, learned a lot of lessons about karma, you know? A lot of karma lessons. Okay. I even learned that it was disrespectful of Kyrie Irving to kind of step on the Celtics logo during the playoffs a few years ago. And I was told, very disrespectful, watch out for karma. Well, I'm just going to give you a stat, okay? Since Emmanuel quickly danced all over Boston, which was very, very disrespectful, <laughs> he's 6 for 27 from the field. I mean, he stinks, okay? He had his first shot last night with about a minute to go. It was a big three, but still, was 0 for his first nine. So quite frankly, in my humble opinion, I think Emmanuel quickly angered the gods. And so... They're angry at the basketball gods, and you don't want to do that. Very possible. And I don't know if you do, we don't have time to get into Nick's stuff right now, I'm sure, right? Because I, I got a million things to say. So if you want to hold it, we can maybe hold later. it. We'll, well, yeah, we'll later. hold it. But you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I don't like tempting fate. Now, the Yankees are dealing with injuries, but is there a simple answer on what they can do now that they're dealing with some serious injuries to start the year? We'll address it coming up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. And here we are years later, and it feels like a lot of Giant fans would have no interest in a reunion with him. Yeah, I, like I said, I I have interest, but I gotta see I gotta see what's going on out there first. I I got there's other people that I think you have to take long hard looks at before you're like Odell's the guy because again, yes. who knows? I I hope his workout goes well. I hope I I want people to be healthy, so I hope he's back. What he's pulled off that's incredible, and I and I fall victim to it, so I apologize. Is he does a great job of getting people to talk about him? Yes, because last year he was never going to come back and play. And yet he created this free agency tour that everybody was interested in and everybody talked about. Meanwhile, he never signed anywhere. He was never going to be cleared to play. And yet there was a mini Odell free agent talk in the midst of the season. And I think he loved every second of it. Well, uh, yeah, but I I would actually not push back. But do you think he thought he wasn't going to play? I'm not saying maybe his agent really knew, like, they knew the deal. Uh, Did you think in his mind there's no chance that I'm going to sign with a team and go on another postseason run? Don't you think he knows his body enough to know that I'm not going to be able to play NFL football by the time this season is over? I mean, look at what the injury was. It was a serious injury. It was in the Super Bowl. He was balling out, too, man. He was balling out in that game. He was great. Yeah, I mean, he had a chance to be the Super Bowl MVP. Maybe he was just naive and he was hopeful. I mean, I guess that's possible. And speaking of injuries, you know, the one thing about spring training, and I, I love it more than most. I love watching these games, but I also know that most people don't care. So I got to bore you breaking down spring training games, though. Big Mac loves the fact that Anthony Volpe gets like two hits a game. He, he fantasizes. Stud, about stud. Yeah. So he gets it. The one thing about spring training is get through it without injuries. The Mets had theirs with Jose Quintana, and hopefully that's it. The Yankees, in one fine swoop, we hear about Tommy Canley. Okay, kind of expected it because he hasn't pitched a lot over the last few years. You hear about Lou Trevino, the only part left of the Frankie Montez trade that has any value because he's hurt, but we already knew that. And then we find out about Carlos Radon. And I don't know if this was your reaction to this. Carlos Radon's one risk was health. That was the one issue you had about him when you look at his career. Can he stay healthy? So when you hear that he's hurt, and right now it's minor for now, seven to ten days, it's just a strain, it's not a big deal, but his track record tells you that it could turn into something far worse. And my reaction to it is like to shrug my shoulders and say, well, you signed the guy, you knew what you were getting into. I, and look, I like everything he said. Post injury made me feel a little bit better about it, that like if he had to go in the playoff game, sure, he'd figure out a way to get the ball. Yeah, 7 to 10. I, I'd say it's scary. It's definitely something to alarm. I'm actually, normally I'm like, baseball season could be so long. I think that is actually going to be a good thing for the Yankees this year. I think they're going to need a lot of time to sort out a lot of things, both injury and positionally, that I don't think is going to show clarity in April by any stretch. But it, it's, it is for sure concerning. It feels like they're snake bit. It feels like well, they're a little snake. Isn't bit. it almost created by yourself, though, if you're going to go after guys who have an injury history? And I, and I admit this as a Met fan. If Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer get hurt, I'm going to respond by saying, well, guess what? That's what happens when you sign old-ass pitchers. Yeah. And then you can make the argument, well, why should he, you know, is he doing too much in spring training? But then, you know, the counter to that is if these guys don't pitch or don't do anything in spring training and go out there, then they're going to, you know, their bodies are too tight and not ready for the season. So it just, uh, you hope it's minor. 
you almost pray if you're a Yankee fan this minor because they're going to need they're going to need but him for sure. It was also that's the big move of the offseason. You know, the Yankees had an offseason in which they kept Aaron Judge, and I thought that was really really important to keep him and maintain him. But they didn't do anything else to improve their offense. They they brought back Aaron Judge, and they're crossing their fingers that young players are going to develop, which very well could happen, and that veterans are going to bounce back. Like that was their game plan for their offense. Fingers crossed was and that, their game. And that was my concern with the judge contract. And look, I, I get it. You, you have to do it. I, I, I don't have a better alternative as to let Aaron Judge go and see what happened and go after this guy, this guy, this guy. But when you look at the money spread out and you look at the years and you start to say, you know, long term, really, what do you, if you don't win the World Series in the next three years, what, what does that deal in hindsight look like? I just didn't have a good alternative to not signing Judge, but it was a concern because I worried they would not do much else right. after that signing. Well, the, here's what I would say to make you feel better. Not that it's going to make you feel better. In 2030, which is a long time from now. <laughs> when is that? Oh, my God. Exactly. Are we really that concerned about the health of Aaron Judge? Like, <laughs> by that point, we're in a different world. Like, I... There are guys on this roster who may have taken up the lead as superstar offensive players. You know what I mean? So I was never concerned about eight years or nine years for Aaron Judge because I don't want to get crazy about eight or nine years from now. Like, I don't think you're wrong. Will that contract at the end be bad? Probably. Most contracts are bad at the end. But if I win in the meantime and or I got other guys that are carrying the load in year eight or year nine – I live with it. It's kind of the price of doing business sometimes. I completely agree. But you, you let, that's the biggest part you said was you got to win. And it, if you just look at the way it's gone with Judge to this point, not a whole lot of winning in the playoffs. No, I know. And, I, and I, he didn't hit a lot last year. I get it. I don't put it on him, but he hasn't been Mr. October quite yet. The other injury is Harrison Bader, who uh. has an oblique. And an oblique is just the worst because – it can knock you out for a month. It can knock you out for two months, depending on how bad the oblique is. The fact the Yankees didn't give an update today other than we'll give you an update tomorrow would actually scare the crap out of me. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I would actually expect almost the bad version of an oblique strain tomorrow when the Yankees announce it. And that that is an injury that could linger and linger and always nag and one quick twitch and it's pulled again. Yeah, it's 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 scary. That's the one that I'm actually more, I'm more way more worried about. I agree. For sure. I agree because here's the other thing. Like, Carlos Radon, and this is such a weird way to look at pitching, and this is kind of like this new view I have of baseball after last year. Your goal is to have these guys ready for when it matters. Carlos Radon is going to be judged by October. Now, that doesn't mean he shouldn't pitch in April and May. I'm not suggesting that. You want him to pitch in April, but you also want to, okay, we're getting him ready for when it matters. And that's the way I looked at Scherzer last year, because think about it. He had a great regular season. He missed a bunch of time. Turned out not to be that big of a deal. They won 101 games. Guess what happened when the games mattered? He sucked. He was terrible. And it really, it's a whole other world. It's a whole other season. That's Again, that's what I was worried about with the Yankees not doing a whole lot besides Judge, because then when you look at the Astros and how that went down last year, I am just very concerned as a Yankee fan because also I don't think it's I, I don't think it's just like one thing. I just I I look at that roster and I just think that there was it was such a good regular season last year. Couldn't have really been better for that roster. I I think it's going to get a lot tougher of a regular season run for them to even get to that point. Well, this year. And, and it starts right now with they had a question in left field and now they have a question in center field. The New York Yankees right now have one legitimate everyday outfielder in Aaron Judge. And you could play him in center. You could play him in right. You could, That's fantastic. And by the way, you better hope he stays healthy. Last year, he did. 
So what do you do? Do you add somebody? Do you just give Estevan Floreal a chance to play? Like, how do you handle it? Well, I got two ideas. Number one, Brett Gardner. Is he in your phone, by the way? Can you call Brett? Uh, Brett might be in there. Brett might. I could definitely. That's a DM I'd slide into. Would you? Yes. Do you want? Are you done with Brett Gardner? Would you give him a call? I know it's been a year, but eh. I would like to be done. <laughs> but I do understand the uh, the importance and dire need of this situation. But yeah, I'd like to be done. All right. You know, I think they're done because I had read two weeks ago, and I believe this is so disrespectful. I am so sorry to the Yankee fans out there that last year the Yankees would not give away his locker in spring training and during the season. They never gave it away. They were holding it out. Ah, you never know if he comes back his locker. They gave it away this year. If that's not bad enough, I know who they gave it to. I, I am so sorry. Break the news. Go ahead. I didn't break the news, in All fairness. Right. I think I read it on MLB.com. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Hulk probably had it. They gave it to Aaron Hicks. Can Ooh, you believe that? Yeah, that's tough. They that's gave tough. it to Aaron Bleepin' Hicks. So maybe the door shut on Gardner. Now, what about Jerickson Profar? That guy still hasn't signed as a free agent. You want to bring his ass in? Stick him in the outfield? I think they might have to. I, well, at least they're, they're probably having that conversation right now. They have to be. I think so because one of the options they have, and I mentioned this the other day in terms of left field, was play standing in right field all the time. Like, make him an outfielder again. That is their best option. Like, right now, if you go standing right, Judge in center, and whomever in left. Like, the, the battle that we were supposed to have, whether it's Oswaldo, or it's Aaron Hicks, or it's Florial, or whomever it is, that's, and then you DH DJ LeMahieu, or you DH Glaber. That's probably your best option, but I don't know, man, if they've got the guts in April, especially, to stick in the outfield every Talk day. about a strained oblique. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that you have a strained oblique in right, or wherever. Like that, I mean, history has shown us Yes, he loves to play the field. We all know that. He said he loves playing the field. He does, yeah. I don't know if his body could hold up. Yeah. I don't know. The, the one thing is that he's never gotten hurt playing the outfield. Like, all the injuries he's had. I remember there was one injury he had when he was hitting in the cage. I, I remember that was one injury. It was like, oh, yeah, he hurt himself hitting in the cage. So, I know it feels like there's more risk of him playing the outfield, but we haven't seen him get hurt playing no, the outfield. No, but it is a numbers game. It's just uh, if you're just talking about percentages of even randomness of injury, right. if he's out there in the field, that goes higher. And he has shown that the randomness injury bug it does hit him. Yeah. There's a part of me that also thinks, so Estevan Florial was a prospect for many years for the Yankees. Yes. And we've heard his name a lot. We've <laughs> barely seen him play. He's out of options, which basically means if he's not on the roster, they lose him. They put him on waivers. Somebody else would take him. I would almost look at this as an opportunity, like a last ditch. All right, you know what? Let's find out. Let's find out about this guy. Let's stick him in center field. We know he can play the position defensively, and let's see what he can do for two weeks. And let's just say, and if it's bad, we move on, and we realize, okay, we wasted our time on Estevan Florial. And I think in this new world of baseball, where so many teams make the playoffs, that you could afford to do it. You, know, you almost have the ability now to kind of give guys more rope and opportunity because the Yankees are not bad enough where they're going to bury themselves in April. That's right. almost impossible to do. And you ha that's what I meant when I said, you, you know, we talk about the length of the season. You, you almost have to use that to your advantage here and try these things because it's really getting, to me, it's getting alarmingly desperation time for these these cases, these issues we're talking about. So I think you, I think you have to try Stuff like that. Or you go sign, so like you said, you go sign someone and hope for the best. And that, that to me, is proven to be less effective. I think when it's like an in-house thing, you just know those players better. 
So you want to take that shot. Yeah, plus you got to give Juris and Profar money. You know, right. I, I don't think it's a lot, but it's probably like 8 or $9 million. He still hasn't signed. He's actually playing in the World Baseball Classic for Netherlands. And one quick thing about the WBC. These crowds are insane. Like in Japan, it's amazing. They're to watch. singing, they're yeah. dancing. Like it's like I, soccer. It's like it's like yeah. World Cup games. Can we start doing that here in New York? No, no, that's not happening. Why not? We can't sing during a Met game uh, or a Yankee game in October, bro. Well, you know, you'll have trumpets at the Met game. You'll have your you'll have your uh, wonderful uh, copycat trumpet situation. Like, sure, what that? What, what, what was that? You know what I'm getting at? The copycat copying what? Uh, he has trumpets when it comes An amazing out? closer coming out to music and using high-end cameras that are just not lying around anywhere to film him in slow motion, fast motion, high def, 4K, 5K. And doing it once was really cool. That was dope. I loved it. I, by the eighth time, I was like, I get it. I get it. I'm not saying don't play the trumpets. I'm saying don't jam it in my face, even on Twitter, when I'm not trying to look at Matt stuff. There it is. There's your uh, inner Met hatred. You got an issue with Edwin Diaz's trumpets? I don't have an issue with it. I think it's great for the fans in the stadium. I have an issue with trying to jam it into pop culture as a thing. Why? Because it was cool. It was cool. Was cool. The key word in there is was. What? It's overblown now? Yes. I think when you shoot it 15 times with all those different camera angles of him coming out of the bullpen, like it's some, it's, they're trying to make it mystical. And I think he's an amazing closer. And maybe it'll become mystical one day. Right. It's not mystical. We know what's mystical. What's mystical? And to the Sandman oh, is mystical. Well, first of all. Come on. Mariano Rivera is the greatest closer in the history of, of baseball. I could actually argue and tell my kids someday that the greatest baseball player I ever saw was Mariano Rivera. I can make that argument. I never saw someone as good at his job than Mariano Rivera. I mean, that's a that's not a crazy statement, right? No, I I he's 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 probably my Third favorite Yankee of all time. Third favorite Yankee. Well, I, I just, and again, Jeter eclipsed one. That's fine. Mattingly as a kid, because of my childhood, was two. And then Mariano's. You three. know what, though? Before I say this about Mariano, I'm proud of you. What? I'm proud. I'm I actually like what you just said. Oh, you're said. setting me up for a negative comment. No, right now. not never. I would never. I'm proud that you are one of the few that grew out of the Mattingly infatuation enough to say Jeter's number one. I had it. Well, it's because yeah. there's a lot of Mattingly guys, and I respect, like, BT's a Mattingly guy, and it's great. But Derek Jeter blew him away. Yes. Right? Yes. It, the, but the biggest shame is that, you know, just if you, it really is such a shame of when he ended it and then they go on that run. That I'll never get over. That I sucks. still will feel bad. That sucks. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, you know, and we watched Yankee. You, you talked about football porn, Yankee porn, that Jeter doc. We all saw it. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. So yeah, yeah he's great. no, he's by far number one. I got the chance to meet Rivera and I was. I was more nervous than meeting any, you know, I've met a lot of actors, never really been nervous. You put me in front of Mariano Rivera, my hands were shaking. <laughs> well, I mean, he's God. I was real nervous. He's a closing God. With that said, uh, his intro was not as good as the Edwin Diaz trumpets. It's just not. Uh, better closer, again, of course. There wasn't not better, the better cameras answer. back then. <laughs> nah, it's just Enter Sandman. It's whatever. Oh, great. It's Metallica. Let's oh, all... great. The game's over. We hear, we heard the song. We could just get out of here because we know the game's over because he's coming down to mow everybody down. I'm not down. arguing he isn't better. Of course. Uh, here it is. See? It's, it's he's going to put your whole dreams to sleep. I, 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 get, I get the reason for it. All right. When did you fall out of love with the trumpet? I still haven't. Oh, come on. What are you talking you're about? Gonna be, you're going to be at the city field. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be doing that? Dude, I've got an Edwin Diaz bobblehead at home in which if you press a button, the trumpets play. <laughs> now, my son plays with that all the time. He thinks it's the coolest. I get it. Yes. But, you know uh, what I would have fallen out of love with the Edwin Diaz trumpets? To, to, to seriously answer your question. Once he blew a big game 
And last year, partially because the Mets didn't give him opportunities in the postseason, he didn't blow a big game. Like, there's no moment of Edwin Diaz collapsing from last year. There is from 2019, obviously, but not from last year. So for me, he was still that mystical, dominant figure who's not the reason they lost. And I think the trumpets are awesome. And here's the real big difference. Right? <laughs> we're like children arguing this. The trumpets were a song we never heard before. And they're saying, man, come on, man. We've all heard Metallica. Big freaking deal. Wait, have we never heard the trumpet song before? I've never heard it before. Right. Do you That's think anyone's ever heard it? you think it's an original Edwin Diaz song? I think basically Timmy Trumpet had five people who heard the song, and Edwin Diaz made him famous. Yeah. All right. I think that's Listen, my favorite answer. I'll accept you hating on NRC. And you're right. Edwin Diaz did not blow any big games. Didn't. The rest of the team just had to collapse. Well, yeah, I guess. Right. You're right. Sure. <laughs> yes. Look, if you can, if you, you know, get some playoff saves for years and years and years, and then I'll say, I want to hear the trumpets. Yeah, but it's right tough now, to blow a playoff game when your starting pitcher gives up seven runs and, <laughs> runs and gets booed off the field. Edwin it's Diaz tough. Is no, I'm just saying you're right. Definitely it's not. not Definitely it's, not. It's, Definitely, he's right. Definitely not. That's what it's, it's tough to blow that game as a reliever. But I've noticed this because, like, you're not the only one. Keith McPherson does a great job doing nights here. He was mocking when they brought Timmy Trumpet to City Field for the Dodger series, the live performance, and he was mocking it and saying, oh, that's when things went to hell for the Mets. Yes, he's right. I mean, he's right. I think he's right. How did things go to hell? Because they started losing the bad teams because Timmy Trumpet played a trumpet on a Wednesday you afternoon? Know, you were talking so much before about karma and all this stuff. And now you're bringing the guy to L.A. and you're trying to jam this trumpet in, in everyone's face. Well, first of all, that's not bad karma. Celebrating your own guy with a song is not bad karma. Implying Emmanuel that, quickly dancing in Boston, bad karma. Implying that you are a lights-out closer for years and years that deserves a historic entrance because they tried to make it a historical entrance. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool in the beginning, and then when you keep doing it, you're trying to make it a thing. To me, you're telling me, oh, this game's over because Diaz is coming in. Oh, we heard the trumpets. Game's over. Well, that's what, that's but karma. It was, but it was. For a while. It's like, Look, if Edwin Diaz had blown a game that cost the Mets the season, I would buy this dopey point. I it's would. not a dopey point. You're yeah, talking yeah, about karma. You're all a bunch of jealous dopes. That's what I've learned. <laughs> That's what I think about you Yankee think they fans. Because of something I said. <laughs> That's right. He's right about that. All right, let's get to some of your calls. How about Jeff and Howard Beach? What's up, Jeff? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up, Jerry? What's up, Evan? Hey, real quick, can I give a shout out to my son, bro? He just made the Dean's list at college. Nice. Good for you. Good Congrats. for him. Hey, c- congratulations, Tyler Mashore, buddy. Way to go, buddy. I'm awesome. my university. Great to thank hear, you. man. Uh, thank you. Uh, real quick, hey, Jerry. I called the show a couple of weeks ago, and I asked Craig a question about my favorite show, which was Entourage. Oh. And I don't know if you – I don't know, Evan, if you remember. Yeah, well, hold on, hold on. Jeff asked us a trivia question about your character. Oh, boy. And did yeah. did you stump – I think you stumped us, right? Well, you Craig got it after a little while. He's like, uh, I think it's Sal. Well, hold on. But, Jeff, 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 before we continue, let me tell you a little secret about my friend Craig Carton, who I love. I adore him. When he ums a few times, that's okay. code for Googling. let me go on the computer or let me give Tommy time to find the answer. But, yeah, the question was what was Turtle's real name? Wasn't that the question? Well, I asked you just to name the four characters, and you were like, oh, that's easy. And you said drama, Vince, uh, but when you got to Turtle, I'm like, no, 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 I don't want Turtle. I want his real name. 
and you guys stunned, but then he came up with it. But I didn't want to call him out. But yeah, but real quick, it, so. real quick. Do you know Turtle's real name, Jerry, as the actor are who you, played him? Are you him? asking me? Yeah, like, did you know it was uh, Sal? Yes, it's 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 actually Sal Asante, and there's a really great story behind it. Quickly, um, one of my best friends growing up uh, passed away very young, like 23 years old. And um, I'm not saying he was Turtle, but in my mind, he had that kind of fun spirit. And uh, I asked our showrunner, Doug Ellen, in like season two, is Turtle ever going to get a name? He said, ah, in season eight. I'm like, we're not getting to season eight. <laughs> so one day in uh, like season six, the script showed up in my house and he, without telling me, named Turtle Sal Asante. So uh, that is, awesome. it's one of the nicest awesome. things awesome. anyone ever done for That's me. That's awesome. That is awesome. Awesome story. I actually, I go out, I still watch episodes because I don't like regular TV. I hate commercials. I was just watching the episode the other day when you guys go to Vegas and slap around Seth Green. <laughs> so I do love the show and I still watch it. Um, that being said, a couple of football things, bro. Um, for a Giant fan, you know who you want to get? Don't get Odell Beckham. Go sign Mike Gusecki, okay? Uh, he's a really good tight end. He just didn't work with our system. And for the Jets, um, we don't want – I mean, sorry. I'm a Dolphins fan. I, I don't know if everyone remembers. I don't want Tom Brady. All I want – is for my MVP quarterback to stay healthy for 17 games. Because if he does, he puts up better numbers than all those other guys in front of him. He just has to stay healthy. I agree, dude. And if he does, we'll be fine. I, You know, I, I'm trying to figure a good comparison. And I mentioned earlier that when Peyton Manning was going on his tour, coming off the neck injury, the Jets were rumored, and I was against it because they had Mark Sanchez. Right. Because that was my guy. And obviously, turned out to be dead wrong. If I was a Dolphin fan right now, if the what I saw Tua do in the first half of last year, where he legitimately played like an MVP, and even like guys like Craig wouldn't give him credit. Ah, his passes don't look good. He's underthrowing this guy. I'm like, dude, who gives a crap? The results are there. And I thought he was disrespected, and I, there's a reason why, and it, it bothers me. But uh, people hate him because he's a lefty, and it annoys me. <laughs> they don't like the way the ball comes out of a left-hander's hand, and this is personal to me because I am a lefty. And I believe that when people were mocking my shots playing basketball the other day, it's because I'm a lefty. They, just like, they like mocking lefties. Other than left-handed swings in baseball, which everyone thinks is beautiful, except for mine, of course, because it isn't beautiful, lefties get the short end of the stick. So I think Tua was getting kind of hammered unfairly. But, dude, if I'm a Dolphin fan, I'd be afraid to not give him another opportunity. I don't think if, if the concussion situation isn't as bad as it was – yeah, I don't even if even if Tua's end of year was similar to sort of how it was going when you saw he was like playing concussed and not looking like himself. It what he did before that was plenty enough to be confident rolling into this season with him. The best case scenario for the Dolphins is that he's healthy and he can 100%. play. It's not I'm not no Brady, no Rodgers. Best case of the Dolphins is Tua can play and he's healthy. And shocking that you it must drive you nuts that the Knicks start three lefties then if you have this lefty <laughs> feel. It must drive you must lose sleep that Bothers the Knicks me. start three lefties. I know. Bothers me. It must drive you crazy. I was like, man, I wish I had that. You wish the Nets had three lefties. <laughs> that oh, it'd be so good for you. I got a soft spot for lefties and redheads, you know. <laughs> sure. Now, I'm not even a redhead anymore. I used to have much redder hair and now it's like brownish. I don't know what the hell happened. But yeah, redheads and lefties. And you know lefty redheads were dying out. True story. There's only like uh, 500 of us left in the world. Do you know why? <laughs> why is that? Because no one wants to mate with you. Oh, Whoa. Look at this guy. <laughs> That's off the guy. top rope right there. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, Thomas Jefferson was a lefty redhead. True story.
Yeah. I think you upset him a lot by calling the Entourage theme song cheesy. I think you really got to him. <laughs> no, this is what we do. No, I know, I know, but that one felt like a little extra. That had a little extra oh, that was, on it. That's, but it's, it's, if I, it's funny because it's true. If I really <laughs> wanted to hammer Big Macs, like you know, like, you know, with all your friends, the soft spot, the spot that would bother them. Yeah, you cut them deep. So for me, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. If I ever really annoy you, talk about my man boobs. You do that, you got me hurt. Because I know they exist, and I'm, you know, self-conscious about it. But that that hurts. Like, that's a, you know, mocking the Mets to the Nets. It's like, yeah, I'm used to that. You go right there to the MBs, we got a problem. With Big Mac, all you got to do is watch this. Watch how much I piss him off. <clears throat> Anthony Volpe is overrated. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Look how angry he is. His, his, his resting B face is one, getting though. angry, though. It's a new one. It is it a new one. It bothers me a little bit, but it's a new one. What's yours? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, because you know I'm short. That's never bothered me. Uh, I would definitely was overweight for a while. That never bothered me. Because uh, you knew you could change it. I can't change the short thing, but no, yes, the, the overweight weight, thing. The, the I'm overweight, sorry. Yeah, yes, yeah. and I tried very hard to change it. I don't know if I really have one that like if you say to me I'm 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 like I'm spinning out of control for a minute. Wow. Now I got to figure it out. <laughs> it might take you a minute. I mean, it's there. My wife knows what it is. Oh, she does. <laughs> Probably. Huh. She probably created She probably found it existed. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. Well, by the way, SNY, thank you from Grubhub. I think, you know what my wife knows that bothers me? If you And callers do this to me all the time, and they don't even do it on purpose. When you claim I said something, I didn't say. It's like the old friend says, I didn't say that. Except I really didn't say that. So like you looked at me right now and said, Evan, you know, I can't believe that you said that Jacob DeGrom, you're glad he's gone. You're glad he went to Texas. And I, I would get very upset. Like, I never said that. What the, what the bleep? That, that's another one. That's a soft one right there. Well, you know, I guess this isn't the same, but it's on par. If you don't tell the whole story, like if you just pull the parts that make me look like, and, uh, you know, you, you talked about it on these airwaves yesterday with that giant situation mm -hmm. where I was there. To, like, that was told from one side. And if I don't get my side. Oh, yes. If I don't get my side, that's yes. where I, I really, you could get me like that. We do need to address this in fairness to Jerry. Um, and we'll do it coming up. I'll tell you an exact time so you can set your clock <laughs> right at 420, which is a magical time. We got two accusations against my guy, Jerry Ferrara, that he needs to respond to. One is an accusation Craig threw out on the air about an incident before a giant game involving, hey, you want to meet Turtle? The other one is a basketball accusation of you wanting to call a lot of fouls. So the floor will be yours. We'll set it up. We'll even play the audio coming up at 420. So get ready because you get to defend your good name. I'm already, my ears got hot. I'm already fired. All right. This is going to be the longest 16 minutes of his life. <laughs> uh, let's go to Matt in Waldwick on the fan. How are you, Matt? Hey, what's going on, guys? Jerry, uh, you're doing a great job today. Uh, Evan, before I knock you down a little bit, I got to praise you, man, because you can uh, bounce from co-host to co-host. Uh, doesn't matter the age, the person, so... Really solid, uh, you know. Thank you. Show it's been very and, fun. Uh, it's been, been very fun going co-host to co-host <laughs> for two weeks. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, but um, anyway, now I got to knock you down a little bit. So, you know, back to that, uh, the Jets, Giants, you know, fan talk. Um, as a 49er fan and uh, listening to the hometown teams around here, the Jets are just, you know, you guys and you fans, like, you haven't done anything, you know. Uh, you can't develop quarterbacks. You claim your defense is top five when it's not, you know, uh, and, and all you do is talk about, like, oh, we're going to get Brett Favre, we're going to get Tim Tebow, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Like, 
establish a team, establish a foundation, like build a team, build a quarterback, and then talk about doing something. And, like, yeah, right, like Daniel Jones wasn't even talked about really this week. Oh, I, hold I on, hold on. You guys on the way home. Matt, can I argue and with you about Jets, something? Jets, 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 Jets. <laughs> and I think, you're, I think you're the ultimate fan mush for your teams, the Jets, the Mets, and the Nets. I'm gonna be oh, I'm a fanboy, but usually I expect bad crap to happen, so it's not positive no, fanboyness. He calls second time you were called a fan a mush today. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, let me. Can I counter something yeah, to I don't you? Know, man. I, the mush part I can't counter. I'm a giant mush. But you said <laughs> you got to build something, right? You got to build something. The Jets have built something. Like, don't you think that what? their roster? A good roster. They built a roster. It's not like they're trying to buy a super team. This isn't the Nets. They're trying to add a quarterback to their roster. By the way, when the Niners went to a Super Bowl, you did it with a quarterback that you had added from somewhere else. (laughs) We've We've talked about this. You know I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy G. He overthrew Emmanuel Sanders. I get it. So that being said, it's the NFL. You got to have a good roster, right? Yeah, I get that. And in which you guys have a decent roster, but it's not like like all I heard this year was how good the Jet defense was, right? But some of those games could have been won by your top defense. I, I agree. So here's what here's what I would here's what I would say about the Jet defense. They didn't force enough turnovers in the second half. No one could argue that. And they would not, in certain moments, especially late in the year, get the big stop. The Lion game is a great example of it, but. When you look at the 17-game season, they were top-five defense. They were. I mean, whatever metric you want to look at, they were a really good defense. But those critiques about not forcing turnovers or inability to get that big stop, which did happen numerous times, that's fair, too. No one's saying they're a perfect defense. I'm not saying they're the 85 Bears, but wouldn't you agree, Jerry, as a football fan, that this was still a top five or top ten defense in the NFL? What I think is, if if you if they did do all those things you said, if they got more stops, if they caused more turnovers, they probably get that Dolphins playoff seed, uh, spot. But I, without the quarterback, you're probably losing. Ju- maybe not right. even as impressively as the Dolphins did. The Dolphins hung around in that game, right? So uh, yeah, maybe you would have got to the playoffs for sure. But the big Question, problem is you don't have I – and mean, maybe it is Mike White. Who knows? I don't know. We didn't see him enough. He got hurt, but you, it was the quarterback. Well, that's, just, why, but that's why the argument our last caller made about, you know, the quick fixes, you got to build something. They are building something. Yes, yes. I mean, on that videotape last night – videotape, I found something like I'm 50. On that <laughs> live stream last night, Sauce Gardner, defensive rookie of the year. Garrett Wilson, offensive rookie of the year. Brees Hall could have been Offensive Rookie of the Year if he didn't get hurt. Like, are they not building something? They're a quarterback away from being really good. Not even saying a Super Bowl team. Really good. Yes. So what pisses me off to no end is when people make this comment about you're looking for the quick fix. Jerry, they built a roster. It's not, you know, that, yeah, I, I God, I'm going to defend these this team again. I can't believe it. It's not a quick fix situation. It's just not. There's not like they're not plugging holes. They have to address the most important position in sports. Yes, <laughs> that's what. That's it not is a the quick, most. It is the most important. That's position not in a sports. quick fix. It's the most important position in sports. Now you do need a roster, but they they have it, and they have a good pick this year. So and, it's only going to get better. And that's why I don't think there's any other team interested. Because name me the other team in the NFL. And there's a few we could kind of go off about or argue about that are literally a quarterback away from taking that massive jump to being a contender. I don't think the Raiders fit that bill at all. I don't think so. Uh, I I don't think this team fits, but I think in the end, again, 
taking in their situation. I think if the Panthers had a real quarterback, I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl team by any stretch, but in the NFC, that's a playoff team. Yeah, the division far. is so bad. The division's so bad. And yeah. the conference, again, it, it, they don't have 10 great quarterbacks. They don't have five great quarterbacks in the NFC. It's incredible, right? So I, I think, if, you know, the Panthers are a frisky, fun team with a good quarterback. But no, I look, I just worry if Rodgers not playing for team retirement at this point. That's really the biggest competition. That's crazy. Imagine, that he walks away. Imagine losing to team retirement. Oh, God. That's a that's a very Jetsy thing right there. I think that's worse than him going back to the Packers. For sure it is. Yeah. That's, the la- that's him saying, I don't want to go back to Green Bay. You know what? <laughs> I don't want to go here either. I'm out. Those are my two options. I choose retirement. Yeah, that would be the worst. I agree. That's the most pathetic one. Joe's in the Bronx. What's up, Joe? Hey, Evan. A uh, huge fan of you and Craig. Congrats on, you know, the show being, you know, a year plus. We appreciate uh, it. Jerry. Jerry, huge, huge fan. Uh, I actually just finished binging uh, Entourage for I don't even know how many times. Nice. Uh, I, I, I binge it at least twice a year. Twice uh, a year? That's impressive. And, and it's not just me. Me and my boys in the group chat, it's always going off on uh, Entourage trivia. Oh, how, how's it holding up on the second two, twice a year? Uh, how does the show holds up still in 2023? <laughs> easily, easily. My man. Wait, wait, I'm um, curious if, Joe, you invited, and I'm not putting you in a spot to have to say yes, but let's say they invited you to Entourage Trivia Night. As <laughs> yes, somebody that yes. was on the show, and I assume you haven't binged it. Maybe, maybe you watched it once or twice. I don't know. You tell me. I, I definitely haven't binged it. I've seen the episodes <laughs> okay. at some point, but I, I was in. I, I, you know, I have a different kind of memory because I read the scripts a bunch of times. So do I've you think you it. would win Entourage trivia? Oh yeah, for sure. You'd kick I, his ass. Yeah, I think. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I would be a worthy I opponent. I would hope. I would hope so, but I don't know. The only reason I ask, and I, I know this is going to make me look pathetic, but I own my patheticness. <laughs> so I listen to a podcast uh, hosted by, and I'll let you make your point. I apologize. A podcast hosted by Jenny Garth and um, uh, Tori Spelling, in which they go back and rewatch old episodes of 90210. Yes. And Jenny Garth doesn't remember <laughs> anything. She said, oh, my God, Kelly gets together with Dylan? Like, she forgot basic stuff, which leads me to think that some actors probably are like, yeah, I did it. I don't remember everything. But then some actors are like, no, I remember everything because Tori Spelling remembers everything. And Jenny Gart doesn't know a damn thing. And I have a good memory, which is going to serve me well at 420 when I get to make my case for everything. <laughs> it's going to serve me very well. I have a great memory. I think I would be a really tough opponent for you in uh, Entourage that, Trivia. That's where I'm trouble with the memory. But my brother-in-law, he's the, the trivia he comes up with and, and the, the quick answers is unbelievable. He's not like Craig where he's, he's umming for a few seconds and Googling it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Shots. <laughs> And it's also good that HBO Max finally got uh, the movie on, so you could binge the series straight into the movie now. Yeah, and by the way, I did. When me and my wife first got together, we, we used to binge a bunch of shows. We binged Entourage, and we binged it right into the movie. Freaking Fantastic. tremendous. Yes. And that's the it's way the great. movie was and, intended to be a big episode, you know? Yes. That's how it yes. was intended to exactly, be. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Uh, my, my one question to you, Jerry. Uh, you said you went from Mattingly to Jeter. No Bernie in between? Oh, I look! I love Bernie. Love Bernie. I, I I don't think Bernie Williams gets enough credit, especially when you look at like no, his pe- not not even close. Right, especially when you look at what he did in the postseasons. Oh. I, he I, Bernie is beloved, and he's he's on my he's probably in my top five all time for sure. But like when you just look at Jeter and the captain and all, yeah, he surpassed me. Bernie. I'd probably say is four or five, maybe even Bernie. For me, the best part about Bernie is that he bridged the bad into the good. Right. Like he was a part of the bad at yes. the end. 
and then bridged it into the good. But your all-time favorite player is not a quantifiable thing like, oh, I'm looking at this stat. I'm looking at what this guy did. Sometimes you just fall in love with guys for whatever reason. Yeah, but I've always I've always loved our huge home runs in the postseason. Oh, he was, he was incredibly and clutch. We, talk, we talked off the air about, you know, no one bats 300 anymore. You could almost pencil him in for 302 every year. I, yes. I loved Bernie. And what was cool about Bernie, and I know he wanted to, is that the Yankees basically dumped him at the end. They had no interest in him coming back. And Bernie Williams had opportunities to play elsewhere. Uh, I heard the Mets gave him a chance to come to spring training and be on the that team. That would have been tough. No, no, I'm, I'm glad he did. Yeah. I'm glad, I think that's kind of cool. Now, I know that some guys will bounce around with one team at the end and you forget about it. Like Joe Namath played for another team. And we all just forget about it. Patrick Ewing, your guy, played for other teams. But you just try to plop it out of your memory. But it was cool that Bernie never played anywhere. All your guys never played anywhere. Mariano, Jeter, Andy, you know, he has a little respite in Houston. But, yeah. We forget part. that, too. No one, rem- no one remembers that. <laughs> no one remembers no that? No one remembers he went there for a couple of years. You know why? Because he got hurt a lot of that time in Houston. He barely pitched. He pitched in the World Series. I remember these Houston years very well. It bothered me a lot. Yeah, no, it bothered all of us. But at least he was able to right the wrong by coming back. Yes, and I mean, that's, that's why I, I think maybe I go Bernie for Pettit 5. to or No, I'm sorry. Wait. Maybe Bernie for Posada 5, Ber- Andy 6 because he left. It makes me very bitter that you have so many guys that you can go back and forth on. On this guy's my favorite. That guy's yeah. my favorite. I'm so. We didn't even get that. to Paul O'Neill. We didn't even get to. Uh, that. <laughs> I know. You got to go to Rico Bronia. Uh, Tim Raines. Yeah. Oh, oh, Rock Raines. Yeah. yeah. Wow, we're nerding out today. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Let's go to Corey and Montclair. Hey, Corey. Evan, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? Nothing much, man. I'm a big fan. I don't think you get enough credit, but. You're outstanding what you do. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Hey, I just want to make a point real quick. I think the solution to the Yanks' problems right now in outfield would be Brett Gardner. I think he needs to make a comeback. Brett I saw him last year. Gardner th- is back. <laughs> <laughs> I think he need. I think he needs to make a comeback. With, you know, with that photo that came out last year, uh, with the guys out and dinner and all that stuff. I think that would be a big. Uh, and big... also, speaking of Brett Gardner, I want to make something very clear. I made an accusation about a week and a half ago, Jerry. I've gotten into pickleball. I've taken up pickleball. Wow. I'm at, I'm at war with some pickleballers. What does that mean? Because they try to, I, when I play pickup basketball, we take up one half of the court. They got their other. There's four basketball players and 90 pickleball players. They want us off the court. <laughs> I would never do that. They try to chase us off the court. Really? Yeah, they don't feel we deserve the real estate. Well, listen, first of all, I want to make something clear. They don't represent all pickleball players. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, but I love pickleball. And I was playing pickleball, and I saw this bald gentleman who was pretty jacked. And I thought it was Brett Gardner, and I came on the air and said, listen, I think Brett Gardner was playing pickleball. I have confirmed, ladies and gentlemen, it was not Brett Gardner. <laughs> Shocking. Okay, because I went back to play pickleball a few days ago, and I saw the same bald man, and I got a better look at him. Not Brett Gardner. Did he fit the like the, the parameters, like height, Dude. and like he fit all of it? He Not only did he fit all of it, he was playing lefty. Like, I saw him throw one of the pickleballs at one point back to the other guy. Lefty. I mean, what are the odds of that, Jerry? Yeah, I think I think you had a, it was a shot. You were in the ballpark. I had a shot. So he's not playing pickleball. He's active and ready to go. So as soon as Brian Cashman makes that call, there you go. You got yourself your center fielder, and he has not retired. I, I, I confirm that. Like he didn't file any retirement paperwork, so he is still available for all you Yankee fans. It would be a nice story. It really would. No, it would be a really nice story. I, I but I mean, maybe I, don't, I just don't see it as the answer. Maybe it's the answer for a month. I don't know. All right. I don't think it's going to happen. Don't worry. I think Brian Cashman is off that drug finally of uh, Brett Gardner. (laughs) When we come back, 
Jerry responds. There were a few accusations made against him. A turtle wants to meet you story that will fully explain and a basketball accusation against him. He responds and it's uncensored. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.